0: From WBOI Studios in Fort Wayne, this is the I, an Immigrant, and I am Ahmed Abdelmajid. I am a Palestinian immigrant who has been donning the title of immigrant for the past 24 years of my life. I am interested in conversations around the immigrant experience, conversation that we seem to be not having or we seem to be not knowing how to have. For this podcast series, I'm hoping that we have conversations with different immigrants about... All that it entails to be an immigrant. All right, and this is Ahmed abdel Majid, host and creator of The Eye and Immigrant.
1: And this is Katie Anderson, and I help produce The I an Immigrant. And uh, Ahmed, this is not a typical episode because in this episode, we're just kind of recapping the season and looking ahead to uh, what we see The I an Immigrant evolving into.
0: Yeah, and I'd like to start this episode um the same way that we started a lot of our episodes but turning the question over to you which is we started all almost all of our episodes with the question of we asked you to be a part of the show and you agreed to it so why did you agree and i want to throw that question out to you when i reached out asking hey would you would you be interested in joining me in this project and producing it and you were all for it and i'm interested in knowing when, why did you agree to it? And now that we've gone through the experience of season one, what uh, do you think you've gotten out of it?
1: Personally, I wanted to learn how to have these conversations because I'm always so curious about a person. You know, people might actually get annoyed with me because <laughs> I think I'm a journalist at heart uh-huh. and I ask so many questions about people and I love that interpersonal Mm-hmm. connection. And, you know, I might meet someone and, you know, I get the sense that they're maybe not from the US originally or they're not even from Indiana originally. And I just want to know about them, like what makes them mm-hmm. them. And I, I I know that just like sitting in on these conversations, I feel like I've become a better communicator and I know how to ask better questions. And also, you know, I think most people do have a willingness to talk about them. Mm-hmm. And these conversations are so needed in today's media landscape and cultural landscape. Because, you know, as someone who works in the media, like there is a lot of negativity out there. Mm-hmm. And we're not here to, you know, stoke the fire and to make people paranoid or upset or angry with one another. We're, we're in the business to foster better understanding of people. And I feel like this is what that podcast is trying to accomplish. And I think we did a pretty good job.
0: i I would agree it it definitely exceeded my expectations in in terms of how the conversations went and how open our our guests have been to sharing some um, really personal uh, and and things that personal personal comments and things that we usually, Uh, Try and keep close to the chest, uh, not talk about some more because we want to almost always put on that brave face that yes, we're making it in in this new world and yes, we're successful and this and that and the other. So uh, it seems like we tapped into uh, a a level of conversation that um, allows others to see all that goes on uh, again behind the label, which is what the intent of this podcast is.
1: Yeah. And these people, you know, they're not just immigrants. That's not their number one uh, characteristic. (laughs) We saw from so many of these interviews, like, yeah, they might be from Mexico or Yemen or some other country, but so many of their experiences are ones that, you know, I've experienced in some way mm-hmm. or another, or maybe something that you've experienced, whether it's, you know, uh, adjusting to a new workplace, adjusting to a new home, mm-hmm. um, trying to make friends as an adult, because I know I, I talk <laughs> about that with my friends all the time. Uh, when you reach a certain age, like I'm in my 30s, and, you know, it, it can be really hard to build new connections with people. Mm-hmm. and touching on a lot of the family dynamics and things that go on, you know, like you might have parents who are really invested in preserving tradition. And Mm. then you might have younger generations who are trying to diverge a little bit away from that. So there was just so much I could relate to with everyone.
0: And and that's really um, one of the main deliverables of this podcast is that what I'm hoping for is our listeners to see that all the things that you think about as someone born and raised uh, in the United States—that uh, everybody else shares those same uh, or similar concerns and thoughts and challenges—but the the immigrant deals with all of that with an added layer of. Uh, we talked about the concept of grief and you know feeling that you're missing out on something from leaving your home country to coming to the United States or any other country for that matter, just being the immigrant uh, in, uh, in, in uh, the dominant society. So the hope is uh, when sometimes we get in conversations and we throw that label uh, out there uh, and have assumptions about the person behind that label of immigrant, the hope is that you realize that they're dealing with everything that you're dealing with and then some. And maybe that would create a little bit more empathy and a little more openness in conversations uh, that ultimately would help us grow as a community.
1: Was there anything from this experience, from creating a podcast, that was surprising to you?
0: I think it was surprising. uh, For me, probably uh, Irena's interview was the most surprising because I thought, you know, um, I, I actually... Uh, saw her the same way that a lot of people see me as well adjusted she's Italian she's uh, for the most part seen as as part of the dominant you know white society uh, uh, around so I didn't see her as sharing a lot of the immigrant experiences that I had as an immigrant or others have so I was surprised to to see more not surprised in a oh my God, I didn't see this coming, but more of that she's sharing it and sharing it at the same level of intensity, uh, which to me was a learning uh, point as well. Um, You know, not assuming that there are different kinds of um, immigrants, but I had the assumption at least that it might be a little easier for her, uh, that she's Italian. She's got that, you know, what people would say, the sexy accent and, you know, she's from a rich culture and culture that more familiar to... To the United States, yet she still experienced a lot of the same things and at the same level of intensity uh, that you know Imam Hamza from Yemen or Abdel or Max or myself have experienced. And to me, that was uh, was an eye opener. Uh, so, Katie, thank you for again for agreeing to do this, and appreciate you being um, a not only a willing. Uh, partner, but an excited and enthused partner about this uh, this podcast. Uh, and I'm going to you know, flip the script a little bit too and say, uh, well, where are you from? Can you tell <laughs> us a little bit about yourself and your experiences?
1: Uh, well, I've lived in Indiana for most of my life in Fort Wayne. Um, I actually was not born in Indiana, though. I was born in a town called Lemonster, Massachusetts. My family moved here in the early 90s, Uh, because my dad got transferred. Mm -hmm. Um, That created a bit of um, tension, I guess, with his family, because everyone had lived in Massachusetts for so long, and that's where everybody lived. Mm -hmm. And so it was a little hard on him to move away from everyone, and my Mm -hmm. mom's family is out east as well. And so my mom and dad moved here in the early 90s, and they had one, they had three children, so they had twin infants. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my older sister, Erica, uh, she was about three years older. And, you know, as I think about it, I've, I, I became a parent for the first time three years ago. Mm-hmm. And I just appreciate my parents so much more for everything that they did because and they having didn't... having them close by. Yes. Because, mm-hmm. you know, my parents didn't really have that kind of support system we Mm -hmm. didn't have any family and that seems to be common among Fort Wayne residents and Indiana residents is that they do have a pretty extensive uh, network of family and friends and so I can't imagine what it must have been like when they moved here exploring a brand new part of the country brand Mm -hmm. new city and they have three kids under the age of four (laughs) (laughs)
0: oh piece of cake I'm sure your dad will say
1: yeah that must have been so draining
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I can imagine yeah (laughs) Yeah.
1: my husband Anthony and I are just extremely fortunate because we both work Mm full-time and we're able to afford to put our child into daycare and if we ever want a babysitter it's there it's like there. we always have grandparents or aunts or uncles or whatever who are willing to uh, watch our son for a little bit and you know it, it really is That's true it takes a village yeah. yeah yeah
0: and and you know on a on a more personal note my family is in Michigan my wife's family is in Michigan but um uh as you know and as i was talking earlier that there's been career transitions for me out of um, uh academia and into a new uh, line of uh, work and i could have taken my experience and moved to different states uh, you know and just continue down that career but the biggest factor for us has been the fact that we have amazing neighbors that are just like family where um hey i'm going to be you know having to leave to work early today, can you watch the kids for a couple of hours or you know my wife who's an, uh, an IQ nurse and you know works a third night shift or the third shift, uh, either leaving to work early or coming late and I'm not home. There are three households that are right within the same backyard that that can take care of us. So that for us created a sense of family in Fort Wayne and uh, it's been really hard to say we're going to walk away from that and, <laughs> and go somewhere else and rebuild. Um, so it's, it's amazing that you have your family close by. It makes a huge difference. Um, and, you know, as we've heard from our different interviewees, uh, that family played a, a big role uh, or lack of family around uh, impacted them uh, in a lot of different ways. You mentioned, um, you know, when I asked you about why were you interested in being a partner, um, and by the way, thank you so much. You've you've gone above and beyond what I thought. You're not only a partner, but uh, a, a supporter and an encourager, encourager, and um, it's been amazing working with you on this podcast. I really appreciate it. Likewise,
1: you. I'm so glad I got to be a part of it.
0: Yeah, so I'm, I'm wondering, how have you grown personally from this? You mentioned that you're interest, interested in learning how to have these conversations. So now that you've had a handful of them, How do you think you've grown personally uh, with regards to these conversations?
1: You know, I mentioned that I'm always curious about people and who they are and what makes them them. And I feel like I'm better at asking questions and seeing the whole person now. Mm. Um, So that's something that I've really gained from this experience. And it's also helped me evaluate where I would like to see the station go in the future and what kind of conversations that I want to be putting out in the community because now more than ever we need to have these nuanced conversations Mm -hmm. and foster better understanding of one another Mm -hmm. and I think podcasts like this achieve that and can do really great things.
0: So what you're telling me is that this has not only helped you or impacted you personally but you think that it also impacted how you approach your work with the station. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: So fun fact about this show, Ahmed and I got extremely lucky Mm -hmm. and we recorded all these interviews before COVID-19 hit uh, because, you know, I don't think we would have felt safe interviewing these people. One of our guests was 93 years old. So there's, (laughs) I, I hope she is doing well. And and just in my the research I've done on digital listening and on demand listening Um, podcasts have become really popular among people. Uh Um, You know, if you're quarantined, you're listening to more podcasts and you're also wanting that human connection with people. And Mm. with these conversations, so often I would be listening and I'm like, that's exactly the question that I would have wanted to ask. Um, You're a great interviewer. And it just made me feel more connected to humanity when we were just all isolated for the most part and quarantined. So I think... As we move forward, I, I don't think that this is a quality that should be lost. Mm-hmm. I think we should keep having these kinds of conversations. And audio and podcasting accomplishes a lot of that for us because listening, just listening, these simple act of listening can be such an immersive experience for people. Yeah, and I just want these discussions to be available for anyone, anytime, anywhere. You don't have to tune in to your radio dial at a certain time. Mm-hmm. It's there whenever you're ready to listen.
0: That sounds great. And, and again, um, I'm glad we were able to to uh, work on this together. And I'm glad that we got those recordings before COVID. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully we'll get out of that soon. And hopefully people are still interested in... In the conversations and the human connection that we've we've um, started something um, that i i was also intending for people hopefully you know to uh, visit their own roots uh, you know if you have a grandparent who's still alive who has migrated to the us maybe this stimulated you or en- enticed you to have that conversation that may, perhaps you've been wanting to have but never had the chance to to call grandpa or grandma and say hey tell me about your Move to the U.S. and tell me about your early years in the U.S. And uh, a lot of us, I think, um, are not that far removed from that experience. And as we heard from, from our immigrants, they're all our, our interviewees. They're all immigrants themselves. Uh, but uh, it had a big and it has a big impact on their families and family relations. And that's really where we want to um, go to in season two, uh, hopefully with. Uh, more interviews with folks perhaps throughout the rest of Indiana and maybe beyond, uh, talking about their own personal experience, but then added the layer of the, um, the family experience, the family impact. Uh, so for me, myself, my wife, uh, you know, Heather is born and raised in, in Michigan. She's, um, uh, she's white. She is part of, you know, a member of the dominant culture, but her father is Dutch. You know, and moved to uh, the U.S. at a, at a, I think 21 or 22, and so she had lived that experience as a daughter of an immigrant, and now she's the wife of an immigrant, and so I'm interested in people like her and the impact of having uh, a member of the family, an immediate member of the family, um, and 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 how did that. Uh, impact your approach your understanding of um, people from all walks of life
1: yeah and you have really interesting family story as well you said you're the first one i think to go through college and then eventually getting your phd and
0: my 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 siblings and i are all first generation um, college students my parents uh, were high school graduates um and, but which, you know, added a whole nother layer of I couldn't talk to them about, you know, college experiences because they never uh, had that. But that's a shared experience that I have with a lot of folks, uh, uh, you know, in working in academia over the past few years, knowing that a lot of our college students are first time college students as well. So there's a level of um, relatedness that we have. And And again, I think that's part of this entire podcast is finding the many levels on which we connect and we're related and how close in our human experience we are to each other Uh, but then understanding that there are different um, parts that play a major role in the person's identity in the person's approach to life view of point on life and not to say that you know, accept everything and appreciate everything and love everything. I mean, we're, we're humans, we're naturally going to have differing opinions and viewpoints. But just the fact that uh, one is willing to listen and hear the other side of the story uh, is growth in and of itself. And that's what we're hoping to accomplish with this podcast in future seasons of this podcast.
1: Yeah, and you know, The I and Immigrant is much, much more than just a podcast. You've put together a really amazing website that tells stories and uh, I think we'll be adding more content to that, you know, getting more in-depth stories about the people we interview. Mm-hmm. And it's also a way where people can connect and share their stories with us.
0: Absolutely. And we would love for uh, for listeners out there to either send us uh, questions, comments, thoughts, um, topics that they'd like us to discuss with uh, with our um, interviewees uh, as we prepare for the next season. And we have we have an idea of what we uh, what we want to accomplish, uh, but uh, we're definitely open and welcoming any, uh, again, questions that you're interested in asking. Uh, And you can be anonymous, you you know, you don't, if you're, if you're, we're not going to share your name on, on the air or anything. But uh, if you go through our website and go to the contact us uh, button and send us uh, some questions that you have in mind or topics that you feel interested in, uh, we'll definitely work on incorporating those. So let me ask you, what was the, out of the stories that we heard Uh, Which one uh, stuck out to you the most? Which one you think that, wow, I've connected really well to this one. I'll never forget this story. And why?
1: I'd probably have to say Paula. I connected with each one so much. But Paula, I felt like, was maybe the most vulnerable among Mm -hmm. us. And I mean that in the best way possible. Yeah. Uh, But just so open in talking about the challenges that she faced when her family came here because she stayed in Mexico when she was a child while her mother came to the United States mm-hmm. and worked. And then a few years later, she sent for her daughter and it was like they had to forge this brand new relationship. Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, we've all had people in our lives where sometimes relationships ebb and flow mm-hmm. and we've had to rebuild relationships you know, our loved ones. And with my parents, our relationship has certainly evolved over the years. And I just found myself with that interview almost like tearing up with her in a way. You're almost tearing up right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I know it keeps going back to family and how that impacts us, but Um, This podcast has really made me realize how much your family makes you who you are, whether you like it or not. (laughs) (laughs) And don't get me wrong, I absolutely love my parents Mm -hmm. and all of my family, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just such a universal experience
0: how these relationships make us who we are. Yeah, that's a strong connection.
1: One of the, I think one of the most inspiring ones was Oleg (laughs) <laughs> you want to talk about <laughs> he hustle was the most fun too yeah <laughs> yeah it yeah,
0: he, he was inspiring for sure hustler like you said but uh he's, he's he's such a character and i mean it in the best way he was you know we've we talked a lot longer than we've talked with our other interviews and you know, we had to kind of cut it down to the limit i wish we could share the entire conversation but um uh yeah he was a lot of fun to interview
1: mm-hmm Yeah. And I I think it's a common story among immigrants having to rebuild yourself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he had to do that when he came to the U.S. for the very first time to play basketball. And then when he couldn't play basketball anymore due to an injury, he just reinvented himself. He said, "Okay, I'm going to be a motivational speaker. And then he evolved into uh, marketing and he makes very he makes great uh videography Mm -hmm. right now and seems to be doing really well with that and so uh, he's just someone who really inspires me
0: i'm happy with every single interview we've had Um, every single person presented unique yet relatable uh, story Um, and there was intentionality in selecting the people we interviewed where Uh, Not everyone is a known name within the community because, you know, you have certain names that are known. They, you know, they speak in events, they're panelists and and they're definitely valued and they add a lot of value to the conversation. But I wanted to go beyond a polished answer or a diplomatic answer and get at the raw emotion of things. Um, and, you know, we've interviewed big names like Professor Max Montesino, who's done a lot of great work in the community and has helped generations uh, with his work. Uh, but Max uh, still has the, um, the modesty, the humbleness, and the ability to speak on the person level. And I felt conversation with him was very enriching to me as someone who has followed similar uh, path in speaking about immigrant issues or my own particular personal uh, issues on more of a, not professional, but on on a, on a wider scale. Uh, but again, we wanted many or most of these conversations to be, it's just like you're having a cup of coffee with a friend and chatting about uh, what's going on in your mind and, without any filters. Um, I don't know if we've accomplished all of that with The interviewees, there are still filters and we're going to dig deeper and we're going to talk a little more um, and get to know them at a more personal level and uh, appreciate that story more.
1: And it was just so enriching too, with all of these conversations. You know, we talk about the the universal experiences, emotions, feelings, events that we can all relate to. But what I loved so much about these interviews and these people is that there never seemed to be someone who was trying to pull away from their culture. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just happy that we can cel- celebrate who we are and where we come from, and it just brings everyone together.
0: Can we give our listeners the teaser? What are we looking at for season two, or should we yeah. just keep it a big secret?
1: Well, we still have to figure it out. But... Oh. <laughs> I <laughs> no. guess we're working no, we on can that. we can give it a teaser for sure. Okay,
0: so um, thank you, Katie, and thanks to WBOI oh, for allowing us this opportunity to to bring this idea to life. And I'm super excited to uh, let our listeners know that we're going to continue uh, with a season two. And uh, season two is gonna continue similar conversations where we're going to interview immigrants and talk about, uh, you know, the, the, the personal um, or the person behind the label. Uh, we're gonna try and uh, interview folks from uh, across the United States, not just Indiana. And we're also gonna try and dig a little deeper into family relations, family dynamics, whether with a spouse, with a parent, with a child. And how that relationship plays into their life and impacts um, uh, their their life as immigrants in the United States. So stay tuned.
1: I'm really excited about the second season, and uh, if you haven't done so yet, uh, after you listen to this podcast, be sure to. Leave a rating and give us a review if you have any ideas or if you know of anyone, whether they live right here in Northeast Indiana or if they live in California, we want to talk to everyone who has a story to tell. Ahmed, thank you so much for coming up with this brilliant idea. I'm so happy we got to do it and I am so excited for the future.
0: Same here and look forward to many more seasons.
1: The I an Immigrant is a production of WBOI Studios in Fort Wayne and was created by Ahmed Abdelmajid. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts and keep these conversations going. You can find us on Facebook or visit theeanimmigrant.com to see additional content and pictures of this season's guests. Thanks for listening. From WBOI Fort Wayne.